Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we entered the month of Tevet. Uh, actually, it was on Shabbat. It was Rosh Chodesh Tevet. And um, this new month of Tevet is a very interesting month. Uh, actually, it's the coldest month of the year. It's the shortest daytime of the year. And, uh, and this month usually is associated with winter. And every month of the year has, in, um, has according to the Sefer Yetzira, uh, the, the world of, uh, of creation, uh, has within it one of the, of the tribes. And this month, the tribe that rules the month is the tribe of Dan, which is associated with this month. And so let's understand the psychology of Dan, the personality of Dan, because a lot of it is contained in the energy of the month and it talks to us, it tells us what we need to correct, what we need to refine this month, what is, what is our opportunity of growth in this month. And so we see that when the children of Israel walked through the desert, the tribe of Judah was the one that was in front and the one that was in the rear was the tribe of Dan. So we know that Judah was the son of Leah with Jacob, and Dan was actually the son of Bilhah, who was the maidservant of Rahel that she had given to Jacob so he could have children through the, her, her handmaid. And so we see here that uh, Judah used to lead the way, and although Dan was the one that was kept in the back, in reality, he played a very important role because Dan was the one that picked up all the lost objects of the rest of the tribes that you know when you're journeying, uh, people lose things. You lose your glasses, you lose your bag, you lose your sweater, you lose... And the tribe of Dan was the lost and found of the tribes of Israel. So they used to, uh, to find and return all lost items, which is a huge mitzvah of the Torah, it's in the Shulhan Arusha, if you find a lost item of somebody that you can know who they are, you're obliged to return it. And more importantly, it was Dan's role to take care of the people who got lost to return them to their families and their place. So not only they return lost objects, they return lost people. And allegorically, it's talking about physically that they got lost on the way, but also spiritually. And so translating the Dan tribe's role into the psychological and spiritual dimensions reveals that their role is to help people find themselves. So if you're a person that was more born in the month of Tevet, and actually I am born in the month of Tevet, Tevet 19th, it's going to be my birthday, God willing, uh, this is part of your, your, your mission in the world. It tells that you're a person that has to be really ready to help people find themselves and, and help them through life. And sometimes people lose their way, their self-confidence, their sense of purpose, their identity, and the person that is connected to this tribe in a, in a certain way. We don't know which tribe we belong to anymore, like only the Kohanim and the Levim know because it has been generational, but the rest of us, we're from the tribe of Israel because we really don't know what tribe we belong to. But in a certain way, if a person is a person that's always trying to help other people find whatever they've lost physically, spiritually, emotionally, 
then there's a very big connection to this. So the tribe of Dan knows how to help all those people to get them back on their feet and to show them their way. In a sense, they return, return to a person his, his or her most important possession, which is their, themselves. And so what is the source of the talent of the tribe of Dan? And uh, the, the, the talent of the tribe of Dan is that they were very simple people. They were very simple Jews. They were not trying to be the leaders of the generations. They were not trying to be the kings of the generation. They were not trying to be the CEO of the, of the factories. They were very simple people. They had no big aspirations. They just were there to help others. And so, so we would think that the, the, the tribe of Dan would be the least of the tribes. It was the one that was in the rear. Judah was the king. From here we have the King David and the kings of Israel came. But it's specifically for this reason that Dan married something very straightforward. And it's that the people of Dan embodied the character of this simple Jew. And nothing more. And the way that they served Hashem was, was with, with simplicity. They didn't have such an intellect. You know, they were not intellectualizing the whole Torah. They were not like trying to find the meaning of life. They weren't trying to uh, use their heart, their, their head so much. They used their heart. And so we see Dan did not have illusions of grandeur. He did not have to fill a lofty role. And therefore he was not obliged to fulfill great expectations. And as a result of those, uh, of these, they, they, they were able to maintain a very simple, healthy, mental state of mind. They, they had uh, mental health. And so Dan knows how to make decisions when others may get confused because of their simplicity. They have what they call a common sense. As Voltaire says, common sense is not so common, but the tribe of Dan had common sense because they were not so, so focused on the intricacies of the, of the mind. And so uh, we see that the Talmud relates that when the sons of Jacob came to bury him in the cave of Machpelah, uh, Esau, the brother of, of Yaakov, came to the, to the, to the bur burial, and he was claiming that the, that the place in the cave where they were going to bury Jacob was actually his place. That, that it belonged to him, that Jacob had already used his parcel with Leah, with his wife Leah, and that this belonged to him. So there was a very big machloket, a very big discussion at that moment, and, um, and it was very uncomfortable, and it was like really for the person that was lying there ready to be buried, it was like, a, like not good, it was very not good. And so the, there was, um, the, the tribe of Naphtali, Naphtali, actually the son of Jacob, was very fast, he moved very fast, so he ran back to Egypt to get the deed that showed that Jacob had bought that lot, that plot. And so uh, when this was happening, one of the sons of Dan, who his name is Hushim, he was hard of hearing, he was almost deaf, and he couldn't hear very well what was going on. But to his eyes, he understood that Asaph was keeping uh, Yaakov, his grandfather, to be buried. And this situation 
was this it was not nice for his grandfather he was a very holy man so what he did is he took out his sword and he cut Asaph's head and the head of Asaph rolled into the bosom of Yaakov and he's buried there so why the the head because the head is where the Neshamai Lokit, the divine spark, resides. The body was a very animalistic body, and that body was buried somewhere else. So we see that Jacob's affection for the tribe of Dan is also apparent in the blessing with which he blessed them before he died. He said to them, Dan will judge his nation like the one of the tribes of Israel, Dan shall be like a snake on the path of horned snake of the road, which bites the horse heel so that his rider falls backward. I hope God for your salvation. So this is a very strange blessing, but we have to understand what it really means. And uh, Dan actually, uh, from him came Samson, Shimshon, who was a Nazarite. And he was a very strong person. He had his hair long. He never drank wine, never ate grapes, never went to the cemetery. He was never in contact with a person that was dead. And uh, he kept to himself and he grew up to be a very holy person and very strong. And he fought the wars of Israel. He, he fought the Philistines. And it's a famous story that the, he was fighting them. And then what he did is that he, they were under this, this structure he pulled the he pulled the columns out and the whole thing fell on top of everybody and he killed everybody including himself so he did a self-sacrifice fight for the jewish people so the tribe of dan has a special power to triumph it's willing to give their lives to save the jewish people and they finished the job and this is what the prophecy means like they finished the job and with one fell soup samson bears a spark of the future a messianic spark passed on from Hushim, the son of Dan. In fact, the name Hushim is an anagram for Messiah. And Jacob also describes Dan as a snake on the path. In Gematria, snake eh, also equals Messiah. So it's, it's confusing. Like we know the snake, nobody likes the snake, right? But the snake really is the Yetzer Hara disguised in this world. So we can really shine. And so before his death, Jacob attempts to see and reveal the time of the redemption. He tried to tell his sons what was going to be at the end of days, and he couldn't do it. It went away, and uh, he, he couldn't remember what he saw. But when Jacob blessed Dan, the light suddenly shines, a, brick, a bright messianic light to illuminate the darkness of Egypt. And he said, I hope God, Yud Kei that's the word he used, for your salvation, this is the one and only time that this name of God, which is also known as Havaya, is mentioned in the Torah portion of, of this the months of Tevet, because the name of God, this name of God, this particular name of God, is not mentioned in the, in the month of Tevet, in the Torah portions. So there is a special Aramaic, Aramaic expression in the Midrash, in Vaikra, which is Didan Notzach, Didan Notzach, which means triumph is ours. And this clearly alludes to Dan. And the first word contains the name Dan. If you see, it's Didan, Dan. Uh, while the remaining five letters in the phrase, which are Notzach, equal 162 or three times 54, which is the value of the name Dan. 
and this is in gematria. So does the numerical value of the entire phrase, Didan Notzach, is equal to four times the name of, of Dan. And so another uh, aspect of the month of Tevet, the, the sense of the month of Tevet, which is connected with this type of personality, is the sense of anger. And anger, and anger has to be refined. Uh, when people come with anger into the world, there's people who really suffer from anger, like it's not their fault. They come wired with that uh, gadget in their personality. Really, this gadget is to be, a, to be able to refine it and to be a person that takes action and do, is always trying to do the right thing. And so in Kabbalah, the sense of anger is the sense of the month of Tevet. The gematria, the numerical value of Tevet, equals chaos, which is tohu, and we can conclude that the month of Tevet can be used to rectify the attribute of anger, which has the great power of chaos, and apply it in correct measure and in its proper situations. So, yeah, anger has a place in the world when people see that things are not okay, that things are not how they should be. This type of anger is what makes the world change. Uh, you see these uh, mothers against drunk drivers, God forbid, this poor woman that have lost children in, 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 in the streets because someone was drunk and they create a whole organization which saves lives. So this anger, which is collective, can change many situations. So Dan's real place in life is the role of Judah's right hand man, he's the right hand. He's the one, Judah cannot do anything without him. And despite the differences between the two, they have an interesting mode of cooperation in the work of, of, of constructing the tabernacle. The chief artisans of the tabernacle were Bezalel and uh, Ohaliab. And Bezalel was from the tribe of Judah and Ohaliab was from the tribe of Dan. So we see that there's a partnership between them. And so to finish off, and give you some suggestions on how to deal with anger. The Rebbe Lubavitch, in a letter that someone wrote to him, in his response, he said to this person that suffers from anger, he says, the creator of the world and conductor oversees every aspect of your life, constantly under God's supervision. So when a person suffers from anger, and even if you don't suffer from anger, if you internalize that Hashem is always watching you and he's taking an account of your actions, this is a deterrent to anger. Uh, because you know, someone's watching you. Someone very high there is watching you. And the other thing that he, that he um, suggested is that the Shulchan Aruch, the, the book of Jewish law, the code of Jewish law, commands us, this is a, a commandment of the Torah, that when a person gets angry, this person gets angry with somebody and says something horrible to that person, he must go right away and ask forgiveness. And this is very hard for a person that constantly is getting angry to go and ask forgiveness is not an easy thing. So uh, when you know, when you're a Jew that follows the Torah and you follow the Shulchan Aruch and you follow the, 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 the mitzvahs, then this should be a, a, something that would help you to not uh, fall into this bad midah. 
And um, another suggestion they give is that the word anger, the gematria, the numerical value is 151. And so every time that you get angry, you should go and give 151 on Sedaka. Must be $1.51 or $151, whatever. But every time you get angry, you have to go and give at Sedaka. And these things should help a person be able to overcome this anger and turn it around for the service of Hashem. So in Jacob's blessing, we see the same concept. Dan will judge his nation like the one amongst the tribes of Israel. And referring to Judah, who is described as the one, the most special of the tribes, in his blessing to the tribes, Moses uses the same words for both Judah and Dan. Dan is a lion cub and a lion cub is Judah. Finally, the Kabbalah teaches that the chief of staff of Mashiach, who is from the tribe of Judah, will be from the tribe of Dan. Today, together they're victorious, Bidan, Notzah. So they go hand in hand. One cannot work without the other. They need each other. So I give you a blessing that you should, that Hashem should send you a very good month, even though it's cold and, 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 and dark. Uh, you should continue with the light of Hanukkah, bringing light to the world. You should add into this light. It's the darkest month, so we have to really extra shine. So I wish you a blessed week, a blessed month, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Thank you.